Welcome to the Auburn UMC Clergy Conversations podcast. Each week, our pastors take an in-depth look at Scripture and preview their message for Sunday morning services. We're glad you joined us. For more information about Auburn UMC, please visit our website at aumc.net. Welcome to our conversations. We're so glad that you're joining us today. We are blessed um, during these 12 days of Christmas to have Sutton with us still. Yay! She is still on break from Yale Divinity School in Sutton. Thank you. For joining us. Glad to be here. And Charles, Kelly. Glad to be here. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Glad y'all are here. Can you believe it's Christmas 2021 and no. we're sneaking up on 2022? I cannot. I know. I cannot. I don't think I ever fully adjusted to writing 21 on papers. I think I still write 20 sometimes. And here we are about to be 22. I still write 19. <laughs> Better times. <laughs> um, we're grateful that everyone is here. And at the end of this, uh, our podcast um, today, we are going to have a wonderful contribution from a lot of our church members. It's a mashup of the Christmas story, mm-hmm. the wonderful story that we all know, you know, the one that Linus shares and the Charlie Brown, you know, and it came to pass in those days, there went out the decree, you know, from Caesar that all the world would be taxed. And this taxing, you know, was done when who? Quirinius. Was governor of Syria. (laughs) And so Luke just kind of sets everything in this wonderful historical context. This is a story that changes our lives. And this is the time of year when we would watch a lot of stories and listen to a lot of Christmas stories. I was just going to survey y'all and just, just, just have fun for a moment. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Watched it last night. Yes, a great one. We did too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kelly? I am a lover of White Christmas. Really? It's my favorite. You don't hear people say that a lot, but it's a great movie. It's so good. Yeah. So good. Charles? Well, I have to. It's a Wonderful Life is always my favorite. Uh, probably one that I have a lot of memories uh, is uh, a Christmas story, um, and with Rafi and set back in the nineteen forties, nineteen fifties, and um, and part of the memories of that was just I, I shared with y'all that it was I think one of my first uh, actually late movies in the theater, uh-huh. and like my whole junior high I was there like didn't plan it but uh, but it was just a, a lot of a lot of us there and um, and just a great comedy made a lot of points and it was yeah. good. You'll shoot your eyes out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the movie Elf uh, mm-hmm. and, and Christmas Vacation. All those are great mm-hmm. movies. Every one of those movies has a crisis involved in them, a moment mm-hmm. of surprise and shock. And that's what makes for a good movie, a good story, and uh, a good surprise. Always does it. I, I forget. What is the big surprise in White Christmas? I'm trying to mm-hmm. remember. It's seasoned with lots of mini crises. You know, the girls are on the run. But the main one is when they go up to see their old army friend in Vermont for a white Christmas, and it is not snowing. And the inn is failing, and everything is bad, and they call all their old army friends, and everyone in their community shows up for their old army leader. I can't remember what his rank was. And then it snows, and they put on this great show, and everybody falls in love. 
But I just, uh, not to like be cheesy, but I am always, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I just love that all these old army friends, all they have to do is call in a few favors with a few people and then their entire community, probably people they hadn't talked to, seen in years and years and years, show up. Yeah. They show up for this old grumpy colonel or whoever it was who's now the innkeeper in rural Vermont. And I am always so moved by that. And the snow. We don't get a lot of snow down here, Sutton. You have gotten used to snow in Connecticut, but we... Snow is still magical to me. Have you watched Christmas in Connecticut? Isn't that a movie? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Check it out. Okay. I did I did <laughs> get a little taste of snow before I did came you? back down here. Lucky. Wow. The morning that I drove home, I, I drove from Connecticut to Auburn, 18 hours in one day, which was probably not the wisest decision, but no. made it. And uh, when I woke up that morning, I was scraping um, ice and snow off my car in Connecticut, and then that night, by the time I got back to Auburn, it was 68 degrees. So, lucky. You know, just yeah. like the further south, the, the warmer it got. Christmas and Dixie. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Charles, what's the big turning point? Any other moments that you can think of that the crisis turns into kind of a, a surprise? Um, in any stories that you think of? I, well, I think it's similar to A Wonderful Life. Really, A Christmas Story is several different vignettes, and yeah. so that kind of is a part of all of them, this moment of crisis and resolution. Um, but in A Wonderful Life, it's, of course, when uh, when they lose the, the money for the building savings and loan and they oh, go all right. over the place and looking for it. And then, of course, George Bailey realizes what life would be um, if he never existed, if he was never born. Yeah. And, uh, and really the high point is at the end um, where people who he has helped and lives he had touched came in to, yes. to help him. And it, it is, yeah, just a, a, a great turning point and, and moment there in realizing how each each life touches so many as well. Yeah. And I, I think I think the, the, the values of hope and love and joy and peace that we've talked about during the Advent season, mm-hmm. it seems like those are the things that get highlighted even in Christmas vacation, <laughs> yeah. even even when poor Clark is mm-hmm. so upset mm-hmm. that he didn't get his bonus, no. right? <laughs> right? It works out. It works out. There is kind of the you know the the good moment where yeah. you know, the boss realizes you know yeah. that's what's, right. what's really important is uh, making sure that his workers are doing yeah. all right. Yeah. And then all havoc mm-hmm. takes over, mm-hmm. <laughs> even in that moment. But, SWAT team and all that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elf, the poor dad, learns to sing Christmas carols mm-hmm. and have Christmas spirit and all of those kind of things. I think about all these moments of, I think that's why, if you think about why Christmas, um, our crowds kind of swell and people turn up and turn out, mm-hmm. it's because there. it really is like St. Augustine said, our hearts are restless until they find the re- their rest in God, or the rest in Thee, that sense of there is this hunger in our hearts for hope and peace and joy and love that is real and that lasts, and it's not fake, and it's not put on. It's, it's, it's like those people in Vermont that show up for the inn, or, you know, all, all of these things that we, we think about. We're going to hear in the Christmas story this moment where there's a surprise, mm-hmm. and it shows up, and God does something that nobody could have ever predicted. Who knew that a, a virgin birth could happen and uh, a barren woman named Elizabeth could carry a child? And, you know, all these things that you you think about that are just just unlikely and people that we never could predict. And shepherds, 
people working the night shift become the proclaimers of the good news. Mm -hmm. It's it's mm -hmm. shocking <laughs> if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on on our on this story that we hear often every Christmas? Linus recites it for us, and you know all these great things happen. Um, that, and we return to this story because it really kind of defines us and, and shares a hope that we long for. Mm -hmm. I think one of the bottom lines in most of the movies and. Um, and in some of those moments in life, um, it's just not only does is there resolution, um, but there's this feeling, this thought that things will never be the same again. That, that yeah. things have have changed, that people have changed, and that's um, true. And so I think that is in the midst of all the the surprise of the Christmas story in Scripture of people being used um, that you would not uh, think of. Um, those who are on the, the margins and those who might be considered the, the least. In the midst of all that, it's this idea that not only is this moment special, but it's something that, that changes so much. Mm -hmm. I think about there's that moment at the end of this scripture reading when Mary, it says, pondered everything in her heart. And I don't know where she was pondering. I don't know how she pondered or what pondering looked like back then, but I can just imagine her sifting through all that had happened really in the last, what, 10 months of her life or so, and going, what in the world? <laughs> Sounds Did like you, how we are right now. <laughs> yeah, like, what have we just lived through, and how is this going to impact us moving forward? I, I love your idea, Charles, that that's the hope, is that when the credits roll, you know that the people who we just lived with for an hour and a half or two hours in that movie, their life was forever different, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, hopefully our lives are transformed in a, in a holy way as well. Mm -hmm. It's like the great oxymoron of our faith that every year we read this so familiar, predictable story. And every single year it teaches us about unexpected hope and joy and peace and even unexpected love. And I love that. Today we have the great gift of hearing some other unexpected voices, I guess, mm -hmm. read this Christmas story for us, the voices of uh, church folks and members of our community that we just love. So we hope that uh, on this great second day of Christmas, as you're still thinking about the Christmas story, that you will enjoy this great Christmas story from Luke's Gospel through some new voices. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was the first made and Serenus uh, was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord showed round about them. 
They were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Clergy Conversations with Auburn United Methodist Church. Check back next week for our next episode. For more information about Auburn United Methodist Church, please visit our website at aumc.net.